What's going on, my friends? Welcome back to another episode of the Illegal Contact Podcast. Um, it feels like we are in full swing, um, knocking these out. Had that little break a couple weeks ago, but it feels like we're kind of getting back into form for this spring season. A lot of a lot of Clemson sports going on, and we'll hit on all those. Um, but Colin, how are you doing, sir? You know, it's good to be back. Always, always an honor. Always fun to be on here recording, talking some some sports news. Been a uh, survived a crazy, crazy week. Um, now we're just coasting it out until spring break. You know, what what made this week so crazy for you, buddy? Oh, just a bunch of tests, exams. You know how it goes. I hear you. I it's hear about you. that time in the semester. Well, as we as we alluded to last week, we were recording on a Sunday, um, but I believe that we will have a double episode this week, and we'll have one out for you on Friday. Um, we'll, we'll leave that we'll leave that uh, to be a surprise as to what that episode is going to be. But um, I know this episode we're going to be talking about a lot of spring sports, um, and we're going to be previewing that ACC champ uh, uh, ACC tournament uh, in basketball as we lead up to the NCAA tournament here in a couple weeks. Um, but first, I think we can't forget to mention, Colin, it seems like things are opening up in the world a little bit. How about it? Yeah, you know, big news coming out of both Texas and Mississippi. Um, both their governors basically completely abandoning the mask mandates, the all the guidelines, uh, basically allowing everything to open back up to life as normal before, before COVID. You know, not... Not the case here in Clemson, but slowly it'll get there. Yeah, it seems like uh, it seems like at least it's not uh, comparable, I'd say, to Texas or Mississippi. But McMaster, the governor of South Carolina, has gotten rid of rid of the capacity limit and the eleven o'clock curfew for bars and restaurants and stuff. So that's that's positive news to see. Um, and hopefully, with this vaccine, seems like they are producing and and giving out so many vaccines per day nowadays. Um, it'll, it'll be here before we know it. And I think we need to talk about, Colin, what it sounds like with this vaccine rolling through its phases, the Clemson football stadium. You want to you give the good news? Yeah, let's hear it. All right. So Jim Clements, after rumors were flying around all week, Jim Clements has sent an email to Clemson students and, and, and maybe former alumni. I'm not sure who all got it, but in the email he includes, they are planning for a, uh, a normal fall semester, which is always good news. I mean, ready to get back to classes in person. It just makes it better to be on Clemson's campus instead of stuck in that apartment. But he also included in that email that they expect, the keyword is expect, but it's much po more positive news than we've ever had in the past year. They expect Death Valley to be full during the fall season. And that is music to my ears, um, made me tear up a little bit, you know, it, it is, it's just so, so good to see. And, and I hope that's the case when we come around um, in August. Yeah. You know, so it, this past, this past fall uh, football season was just a sight for sore eyes in a sense, but it was bittersweet, you know, not, not being able to get into every game, not being able to sit on the Hill, um, and be a part of one of the greatest traditions of all college football. Um, so super excited uh, about that. You know, I think it's it, I think it's more likely than not we will have a full stadium. Um, you know, coming out of the 
SEC, the majority of the SEC schools have said that they're going to be full stadium, full capacity for their stadiums mm -hmm. in the fall. So, you know, well, I think Clemson. I assume A&M and Mississippi will be. Yeah, you know, if I had to guess on which schools weren't going to be capacity, I'd probably throw Vanderbilt out there as my <laughs> one guess. Yeah, there you go. That's probably, well, that's just yeah. like a normal home game for them, you know. So. I'm about to say, that doesn't change a whole bunch about, you know, their entire persona. But, uh, no, nonetheless, very, very good news. Um, but that is that is in the, the future, and uh, I think we need to worry a little bit more about what's going on now. Um, hopefully these vaccines – Johnson and Johnson just got their uh, their their vaccine approved, so that will be the third major company to produce vaccines. Hopefully, that amps up the process even more um, and, and and makes everybody safe. You see, their shots only one shot, Colin, one round, while Moderna yeah, and Pfizer are two. Mm, so that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty interesting there. Um, but what what are you going for right now? You, you want the Moderna and Pfizer? Or you want the the Johnson Johnson? You know, coming. Somebody who's had COVID, I will <laughs> gladly take my seat at the back at the back of the line. Um, you know, I'm I'm skeptical about how fast these vaccines have come out. Um, but you know, if it's what it takes to get things back open, then sometimes you just gotta jump through the hoops. I completely agree with you. Um, yeah, me and Colin had COVID right about the same time before last school year. Um, oh, I wonder how I got that. Yeah, but hey, you might have given it to me. Never know. <laughs> but uh, no. Cap. Um, that was that was a fun time. Yeah, very fun time. That uh, before that school year started, or right there at the beginning of it. But nonetheless, um, off of the sad news there, um, Clemson spring sports, Colin, are on a tear right now. Other than baseball, are on an absolute tear. Off a very hot start. Um. Clemson men's soccer just getting the win today, three to one. Big win, picking up right where they left off um, in this hunt for a national champion championship. Uh, so, you know, hopefully we keep swinging the way we've been swinging and in the next few weeks or months, it'll, it'll, we'll bring home the trophy, uh, that national championship trophy. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, what do you think? Well, I think you addressed them wrong. I think you need to address them as the number one men's soccer team, Clemson Tigers, um, from now on, because that's what they are. That's what they are. Um, but, yeah, good to see them get a good win. Uh, I believe against Syracuse, they're three to one. But can't forget to mention the women's team as well, knocking off Auburn, moving to three and zero on their spring season. Um, and Yep, also, also in the hunt, I would say, for – for a national championship, ranked number, yep, ranked number nine in the nation. So, on the pitch, the the lads and the and the ladies are doing are, are doing doing work. And uh, on the softball field as well, Clemson softball is on an absolute tear. Thirteen and two, they moved to after sweeping Virginia in Charlottesville, Virginia, on a four game road trip. Had a doubleheader on Saturday, won both of those games, and and capped off either either other. Uh, Friday and Sunday games as well with wins. So I know that's a happy uh, happy ride or happy plane trip back home, however they got there. But it's good to see them doing well. Clemson baseball, not quite as fortunate, however. They feel – Hang on. Bef before we move on. Okay. Before we move on. Okay. What you got? The softball's been playing for what, three weeks? 
I think I think three and, and a they've half. Already, they've already played 15 games. What kind yeah. of schedule is that? That's horrible. Well, here's the thing. Here's the here's the thing with softball, Colin. They don't have to worry about pitchers' arms because they're throwing in a much more natural motion than baseball pitchers. So you can kind of run them out there. Not to, not to say that it isn't a brutal schedule, but you can run them out there far more often and, and not have to worry about quite as much injury with arms and rotations and stuff and preserve. Um, but I hear you. That, that is a brutal schedule. Yeah, they played 15 games in three weeks. That's They've had six days off. Well, excuse me, seven, I believe, because they had a couple cancellations there. Um, early on, but recently I'm there. I mean, they play double headers pretty much every Saturday, too. That's that's yes. unbelievable. And the B thirteen and that's two, and only have two losses against a Virginia Tech team who is ranked fourteenth in the nation. Um, that's that's pretty good to see. Pretty good. So hopefully they keep that run going. Obviously we'll keep you updated as we release. Um, but Clemson baseball, as I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted, was not. Excuse me. <laughs> was not quite as fortunate in the in these past couple of weeks. They uh, went one and two against Notre Dame after at, at home um, after winning on Friday. Um, just just didn't play well these next two days. Haven't been able to hit very well and kind of kind of came back to bite them. But hopefully they can get it turned around after these past two weekends. Haven't been. Haven't been the greatest, um, but we'll have to follow along and see what they do there. I think if they find their bats a little bit, they might find uh, a little more confidence. So they're a very young team, um, a, lot of, a lot of freshmen starting on that team. So, you know, in the year, it's a promising future more, more than anything at this point. Um, but hopefully they can make a run in the ACC and kind of find their groove. Yeah, you know, I agree. It is a very young team. I think as the season goes on, it should get better. Um, you know, it's also hard because all these spring sports, they had to go through having their seasons uh, canceled halfway through. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's there's excitement there about, you know, being able to really play a full schedule. Even the freshmen last year on the baseball team only got a fraction of a schedule, you know. So, really, the sophomores are still kind of freshmen, if you if you want to think about it that way, because they didn't see a full season last year. No, exactly. It's I mean, and that's part of the problem with the whole bat situation as well. You're gonna have a lot of people who haven't seen a whole lot of pitching in recent live game college pitching in, in recent time, except for those few games they got in. If they got any at all, I can't even remember at this point. Um, but yeah, it's just a lot of rust to be knocked off, and, and even for the pitchers too. But uh, as we're saying, hopefully they can find their stride and, and those players can grow over the season. Um, Colin, I think before we get to the ACC tournament preview, though, we need to knock off one thing. And, of course, it happens right after we released the last podcast. I texted Colin after I said, of course, this happens. And uh, I get texts from everybody saying, well, you should record the podcast one day later. Um, yeah, we probably should have because J.J. Watt is now an Arizona Cardinal. Colin, I don't even know what to say about it, man. Like Speechless. You know, he says he wants a title. Um, I don't know if Arizona is going to be a team that's going to win a title anytime soon. Um, Do they have the talent to? Yes. Will they? No. 
I just don't see yeah, it. I, I just I, I genuinely do not know what to think about that. You know, good for him. Reunited with former teammate, uh New Hopkins. Um but Arizona. Yeah. Of all the of all the teams, when I think Super Bowl contenders, Arizona is not a team that just immediately comes to mind. I think he'll flourish in that defense, though. I think they got a really good foundation there. I think he'll be fine. Um, but one thing I want to mention, though, is the real loser in this entire situation is Russell Wilson. Because that man, that man takes a beating, and he just can't get out of Seattle right now. All right? I think. Yeah. I mean, I hear what you're saying. I think that those those lines that he goes up against is just so unfair. And uh I, I just I just feel so bad for him. He's now gotta go against Aaron Donald on the Rams. Uh the solid 49ers defense who they have so many standout players, I could list them off, but that that's stout defense if they're not all dead or injured, I should say. That, <laughs> yeah. That's a little derogatory there. And uh and now he has to go up against JJ Watt, who is an, an already a decent uh, Arizona Cardinals defensive line. So if if Russell Wilson doesn't find his way out of the NFC West, I think he's going to be a struggle bust because he does not seem to want to be in uh, in in uh, Seattle right now. Yeah, it's going to be a long season for him for sure. Um, you know, quarterbacks right now just seem to be having a hard go at it, trying to get into a situation that they they find fitting. Um, him and Deshaun. But, you know, I wanted to mention J.J. Watt. It's rumored that two other offers were higher than what the Cardinals offered him. Um, so, you know, I think that's interesting. They paid that man a bag. Let me just tell you. Yes, they did. Yes, they two did. Two-year, what, $31 million? I think it was somewhere around there. I mean, it was – it's stout for a defensive lineman, let's put it that way. A defensive lineman who is kind of at the age cap, you know. He's got to be on the downside of his career. I mean, he's he's obviously an MVP defensive player of the year. Um, he's been around the league, and he knows what he's doing. Well, he hasn't been around the league, but he knows what he's doing. Um, and he's he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Very riddled. But it's uh, interesting to see how much they paid him. They must think that he's going to be the game changer on that side of the ball. But we'll have to see how it unfolds. Maybe he is. Maybe he is. Colin, you got anything you want to say about this NBA All-Star game we're recording during or not? There's a reason I'm not watching it. I'm re- recording this instead. Um, so, no. <laughs> Fair enough. Sounds good. But I will talk about basketball. Um, moving it on to the ACC uh, men's tournament. They announced the bracket for that. Um Quite an interesting bracket, if you ask me. I mean, it's no different than it is every year. That is very true. <laughs> Virginia sneaking in the one seed there, and Florida State just Golly, fumbling the Florida bag. Florida State choked, man. They choked. They 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 had it like it was all in their control, and they have. And Virginia has been playing horrible too. I mean, those teams didn't deserve to be number one either of them, and. I mean, Florida State just wanted to not be it more, I guess. But it look, is that it is. just tells you that the ACC this year for the tournament wise is wide open. Yeah, 
Yeah, very true. But, um, you know, we, we play the winner of, uh, of Pittsburgh, Miami. Um, the 12-13 both, game, is that right? Yeah, both teams that we can handle. Um, if we win there, we go on to face Georgia Tech and the Ramblin' Wreck. Team we went one and one with, so that'll be a good matchup. That'll be a very good match. I think that if we it's win a promising. That game, all right, so set, let, let's let's have a little fun here. Say that we we beat Miami or Pitt as we should on Wednesday at two thirty p.m. All right, that's our first game. It's the five seed. Who we, we, we by the way, we just beat both of those teams in the end of our at the end of our schedule. Um. We beat Miami and Pitt at home very handily. Um, so it'll be a little bit different neutral site, I guess. But anyways, assuming we move past that game, um, we go play Georgia Tech. If we win that game, I think that changes the entire outlook on the tournament. I think that moves us up at least a seed, if not two, in the NCAA tournament because that's two wins in the uh, ACC tournament. And Georgia Tech is not a bad team. They're on the bubble, and they're going to be wanting to play really, really bad to get into that NCAA tournament. Yeah, you know, that's going to be one heck of a game to watch. Um, but, you know, we were saying Virginia's been kind of playing sloppy. If we beat Georgia Tech, you know, I think we have a shot at Virginia um, as long as we don't start out cold. We come out shooting on fire. Yeah, uh, I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, they that one game we played against them and and every time it seems like we play Virginia it's like we get scared of their defense which has not been amazing this year I mean it's been it's been a stout Virginia defense as it normally is but it hasn't been anything special not compared to when they won the Natty or when they were the one seed and lost to UMBC but I mean if we don't if we show up and we actually like can score the basketball which is seems kind of weird to say but it is Clemson I think we can. I think we can hold our own. Uh, but yeah, Colin, as I was saying, Georgia Tech's—they are on the bubble in the last four buys, so they are—they aren't quite in the last four in. They're a little ahead of that, but they're still on the bubble, so they—they they need to—they need to at least get a win here against us or, or whoever they come up against. I guess I'm, I'm assuming we're going to make it there. Um, but yeah, they, you know, assuming Georgia Tech game is going to be a hard, hard-fought game. Mm-hmm. That that. And who do you have coming out the other side of the bracket? I think you were saying before the before the show we started recording, you said uh, UNC thing might make a run there. Yeah, UNC it started out cold, but they really uh, started getting it going. Um, you know, Duke has a like a cakewalk, I guess, with playing BC first. Um, but you know, I don't think I don't think Duke or Louisville is going to get past. Um, Florida State. I mean, Duke just got handled by UNC uh, the other night. Um, and UNC is going to beat Wake or Notre Dame. I think they have a very good shot at beating Virginia Tech. Um, so, you know, if I make it my bracket, I'm taking UNC out of that half of the bracket to, you know, beat Florida State in the semifinals and go to the championship. So UNC currently sits as a nine seed in the tournament. Um, and Okay, I think that's probably a good spot for them. Um, and they, uh, they've they had a very strong end of the season, and I think that they, they get a couple wins there. They could definitely move up to an eight or even a seven if they kind of make that run like you're saying you think. Um, but you know what's crazy, Colin? 
Duke is nowhere to be found on this bracketology that I'm looking at right now. Duke would have to win the NCAA tournament pretty much or make a very, very deep run and beat some good teams um, to make it there, which is just so crazy to think about. They have been so down this year. Um, but Them and Kentucky. And Kentucky and Michigan State. UNC was down there too for a while, and they're going to squeak in the tournament. But uh, we'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to see. And we'll, we'll obviously we'll talk about uh, – the first game and and that comes in place in this ACC tournament, as I said, we'll release an episode on Friday. That won't be the only thing that we talk about there, but we'll obviously highlight that and uh, discuss and see what's happened so far in the ACC tournament. As first games start Tuesday, Clemson plays Wednesday at two thirty p.m. So that'll be fun to watch, and hopefully they play for much longer than that. Going into Sunday, Selection Sunday is this coming week. Colin and I will record after the Selection Sunday show and be able to break down the the tournament bracket, see where Clemson falls, see where everybody else falls, and have some fun with that because we are excited for the NCAA tournament. Um, Colin, I am looking at ESPN's bracketology right now. Clemson is currently a seven seed. Slated, oh slated to play UCLA, the 10 seed, in the Gonzaga bracket. bracket. Uh, obviously, they're the number one seed. But Clemson has moved up from the eight seed. Uh, it's currently slated to play UCLA, as I said. But if they win that game, they'd most likely have to play Ohio State, the two seed, which is – oh, boy. I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> Sounds like a little little uh, one win and done. Yeah, just just catch one win and just – I will see you later. <laughs> hey, that's fine. A win in the NCAA tournament is always a win for Clemson overall in the season. All right? If you hey, win Brad, a tournament game, Brad's going to get his one win in the tournament and get five more years on his contract. <laughs> You're probably right about that. You're probably right about that. If I'm not mistaken, though, I thought that when I was looking at it earlier this week, Clemson was a five C on the CBS bracketology, which is astounding to me. But um, yeah, they're still a five C. I'm looking at it right now. They are still a five C slated to play. Uh, California Santa Barbara. So that's interesting, whoever that is. But uh, if they win that game, they'd play Kansas in the CBS bracket and then go play Gonzaga. So we can't get out of this Gonzaga bracket, which is not fun for, for Clemson. But the 5 seed looks a little bit better than the 7 seed, I guess. So. Hey, look, there's a chance. There's a chance. There's a chance. Hey, it's, it's an NCAA tournament. Anything it is March. The tournament where dreams go to die. Now, or come true. one thing that cannot happen, Colin, is Clemson cannot lose their first game to Pittsburgh or Miami. That is death to the to the NCAA tournament seeding. They fall to an eight or nine seed at least. Yeah, you know, we kind of been about it like it's bound to happen. We beat that team, but it is quite concerning that you know we we cannot lose that game that would the sad thing is the sad thing is it's very possible because it's Clemson basketball and if we're just not making shots we might just lose by 20 as we've seen all season but I think having having a little time since that second COVID break and, and kind of finding the stride even though they took a took an L in Syracuse um they handled business against the two teams that they could come up against here I think that'll be all right so, we just got to get Nick, uh, Nick Honor firing on all cylinders, like he has been here recently. Hey, the volume shooters got to get going. 
I like what you're thinking, though. Hey, Alamir Dawes had a great game against Pittsburgh as well. Can't forget to shout him out. Um, big fans of Alamir Dawes. Hopefully yep. that he'll hopefully he'll continue um, and stay kind of like Amir Sims did until his senior year. I don't see him going anywhere, but it's good to see him grow. And he has been fantastic for Clemson uh, because he's really responded to what Brad Brunel has wanted him to do. Um, he hasn't gotten quite as much play time as he did last year as a starter with Nick Honor coming in and this team being so deep. But Alamir Dawes has had some great games and he's really found he's really found a stride from the three-point line or three-point arc, I guess. And uh, hopefully he'll keep that going in the tournament play because we're going to need a shooter like that. Like you're saying, Nick Honor, Alamir Dawes, can't always go to Amir Sims and assume it's going to be a bucket. So, Yeah, that's very true. All right, Colin. Um, I know a shorter episode this week, but as we said, we're going to have a second one for you this weekend. Um, and, and that'll be our first time ever doing that. So you got anything you want to wrap us up with and talk about a little bit more? Or are we just going to, we going to call it quits for this week or this, yeah, this week, I guess. You know, it, it is a, as you've mentioned, it is an exciting week on the podcast. Um, you know, big week for us. Excited about this episode that's coming up towards the weekend. Um, but, you know, for now, that's all I've got. Thanks again for listening. Um, as always, it's been fun. All right. Yes, sir. Thank you all for listening. We will see you on Friday. Peace out.